Let us pray. Prepare our hearts, O God, to hear your word and obey your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Old Testament reading this morning comes from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. Listen for the word of the Lord. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall certainly perish You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and the length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give you to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Good morning. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 35. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now large crowds were traveling with him, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all of your possessions. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be returned? It is useful neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. They throw it away. If you have ears, then hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, use me as your vessel to speak your truth. Be present with us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's sermon title is Give Up All, Follow Christ. How did you prepare for church this morning? I have a ritual that was introduced to me and reinforced by my parents and grandparents during my formative years. Preparation for church started the night before with setting out my clothes and shoes, packing my Bible and lesson and putting it closest to the door. This ensured a smooth morning and a timely departure from home and arrival to church. I remember spending the night with my grandmother and preparation was the same. My, grandma, my, uh, my godmother was a deaconess in the Baptist church. She had to arrive at church early, so preparation was key. I remember her once telling someone who was routinely late, you're gonna be late for your funeral. And I thought to myself, now that's something I wouldn't mind being late for, I'm, I'm just saying. Throughout life, we prepare for and plan for many things that help us to get from point A to point B, that help us 
to reach our goals. Planning and preparation helps us to focus on what we set out to do. In today's passage, Jesus was on a journey, a journey for which he had prepared for his whole life. He was headed towards Jerusalem, to the cross, on the mission from God the Father. Many were traveling with him, including his disciples and large crowds, according to the scripture. There were many wannabes traveling in that crowd, wannabe followers of Jesus Christ. Few, if any, knew or even considered what it would take to be a disciple of Christ. They did not know that discipleship comes at a cost. In our passage, Jesus gives the large crowds food for thought. But before we delve into this text, let us set the stage. In the previous passage, Jesus was having a meal with one of the leaders of the Pharisees, and Jesus noticed how the guests sought out the best seats at the table. Last Sunday, Pastor Nelson referred to these best seat seekers as those filled with pernicious pride, those who boast of being better than all the rest, lovers of the limelight. Jesus taught them a lesson on humility and generosity in which he said to one uh, should save face by taking the least important seat at the table. Also, Jesus told the parable of the great dinner where an invitation to enter God's kingdom was extended far and wide. The desire of the owner was that his house may be filled. Here, in verse 26 and following, Jesus turned to the cost of discipleship. Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Jesus spoke to those who would enter the kingdom, the wannabe followers of Christ. These demands included a primary love for Jesus over family relationships and anything else that would hinder commitment to Jesus, even life itself. There is a contrasting parallel between our text and the great dinner passage such that the wide focus of the great dinner parable is now narrowed to those who are willing to carry the cross and follow me. Oh my, these verses are so full of meaning that I don't want you to misunderstand the context. So let me break it down for you. Hate in our context is such a strong word. Merriam-Webster's definition of hate is this, to feel extreme enmity towards, to regard with active hostility, to have strong aversion to. In a more Hebraic sense, the word hate in verse 26 is likened to those uh, who choose what is best, God 
over what is good, father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even life itself. Conversely, to help us understand what Jesus meant about hatred, we read what he told the disciples in Luke chapter 21, verses 16 and 17. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. The cost of discipleship. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Bastazo ho staros kai opiso ego in the Greek language. Carry the cross and follow me. Jesus was traveling to Jerusalem. He was journeying in the direction of the cross. The wannabe followers of Christ were now not really paying attention to the cost of discipleship. They did not see or comprehend all that Jesus did, his teachings, the healings, the miracles, and more importantly, the ridicule and challenges along the way. They did not see the process of preparation for his mission to the cross. Discipleship is a process of commitment, not a one-time statement of intention. Large crowds of wannabe disciples of Jesus had not considered the cost of discipleship. These large crowds were made up of individuals following along like groupies. They were caught up in awe of Jesus, curious about his teachings, mesmerized by his stories, possibly wanting a glimpse of the person their region was buzzing about. Have you ever been caught up in awe of something or someone thinking, I can do that, just hanging out with those who can? You didn't think about the cost or the preparation and planning it would take to do that awesome something. You just went along with the crowd as if you were going to acquire that skill to do that awesome thing by osmosis. I have a vivid memory of getting caught up. When I was in high school, I was a cheerleader and one day after practice, which wasn't unusual, everyone was doing cartwheels and round offs and forward flips and backward flips and I thought, like the song, anything you can do, I can do better. And I went off to do a forward flip. That was the first time ever I saw stars during the daytime. That was a time where my bottom hit the floor my knees hit my chin, and I tell you the truth, I never considered the preparation and training that was needed to do those types of things, flips and cartwheels and backwards flips. Time, training, and preparation. 
Jesus gave this uh, would-be disciples food for thought in verses 28 and following the parables of the one who wanted to build a tower and a king going to war. These were two powerful illustrations for the listeners. In their context, building vineyard towers, fortresses, city walls were common occurrences. Planning and preparation were a must, and if one failed to plan, a project was incomplete, one brought shame as opposed to honor upon himself. Bad news travels fast, and where there is shame and dishonor, there is also distrust, all of which are hard to be redeemed. Additionally, relevant to their society, are kings in wars. If any king is contemplating war and finds that he is short several thousand soldiers, that king better have a plan B. Negotiation for peace is a must. Jesus makes the cost of discipleship plain and simple by putting it into context. In verse 33, Jesus reiterates the bottom line. So therefore, no, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Give up all. Take up your cross. Follow me. This is the path, or as the early Christians called it, the way to discipleship. Disciples of Christ honor God by loving God above all else. They are devoted to taking on the daily struggles and they freely give up all their possessions for the good of the community as we see in Acts chapter 2 verse 45. They would sell pieces of property and possessions and distribute the proceeds to everyone who needed them. And if this was not enough food for thought for the large crowds, Jesus wanted them to consider the fact that salt is not good, but is, is good, but if it has lost its taste, how can the saltiness be restored? It is useful neither for soil nor for manure pile. Throw it away. If you have ears, then hear. Again, Jesus speaks to the crowds in what is a relatable context. Real salt does not lose its saltiness. The crowd was aware of this fact about salt, and they were also aware of a salt-like minerals that uh, can lose their saltiness, rendering the minerals useless. Jesus taught that true disciples, a true disciple has love and devotion to Christ that cannot be broken. When one's love for Jesus is divided or compromised by other people or possessions, then the person is useless as a disciple. Sisters and brothers, Jesus wants us to know that following him means to each of us must be committed to plan and prepare to take up the cross daily on our journey 
to salvation in Christ. So how do we commit to a plan and how do we commit to preparing to carry our cross daily as individuals and as a community of believers as we march towards the goal of salvation? Well, first, we start with obedience to the greatest commands. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. I know this might sound hard to some of us because we grow so attached to so many people, to so many things, to hobbies and activities. This is where planning and preparing come into play. We know to be a disciple of Christ means to put our triune God first and pour all of our love into God and Christ. And we do that the same way we do anything that we love and adore. We spend time with God. We plan and prepare to get to know God better and to nurture our relationship with God. How many here have best friends, or at least one best friend? I, I know I do. And how did that friendship come about? By spending time with that person, of course. Maybe hours on end of conversations, participating in activities that uh, both you and that friend had in common. God enjoys being present with you. God enjoys hearing from you. God enjoys nurturing you and watching you grow your trust and faith in our triune God. So get on a prayer schedule. Talk to the God in regular uh, scheduled time. Pick up your Bible and read it daily. There is every genre of literature in the Bible. Choose one. God is just waiting to speak to you through God's word. Second, make a plan to get involved in church community. Now, I know a lot of people here at Grace Covenant are involved. Help us to get others involved as well. Some of us spend all of our lives planning for things that we desire without inviting God through Jesus Christ into the picture. For some of us women, stop and think about it for a moment, we diligently and meticulously have planned our weddings or are planning for weddings down to the finest detail. Some of us had our first thoughts about our wedding as children. Oh boy, when the actual planning begins. There is planning in preparation for the wedding shower. There is planning for the wedding itself, the, the, the wedding rehearsal, the uh, uh, rehearsal dinner, and the list of things goes on and on that we plan for, we prepare for, we take that time. And men, you are not off the hook. For what do you plan and prepare for to the finest details? Is it your career? Maybe a boating or fishing trip? What gets all of your energy and most of your time? Whatever it is, it takes time, planning and preparing. Jesus said, if you have ears, then hear. Get up, carry your cross, follow me. 
When you begin to love and learn more about God, there is a natural desire to be connected with other disciples in Christ. And the more you connect with your community, the more support you have with the challenges that are sure to come with being a disciple of Christ. When you plan and prepare for a loving relationship with God and live connected to the community of believers, you have hope for salvation through Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the cost of discipleship is worth the reward of salvation in Jesus Christ. Whoever loves God first, then family, whoever carries their cross and gives their possession to those in need, whoever gives up all and follows Christ is a true disciple. Amen, amen. Beloved, if you want the assurance of the kingdom of God, all that is required is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus' church is open to all. If you are searching for a church home today and want to participate in the life and body of Christ, Pastor Calvin and I are available to talk to you. It could be here at Grace Covenant or it could be another church. We want to help you find the church community that is for you. To God be the glory.